Get the commercial appeal on your smartphone or tablet. Breaking news, sports, podcasts, and more. And it's all in the palm of your hand. Go to iTunes or the Google Play Store for your free download. This is the Grizzlies Podcast with the only beat writer the Memphis Grizzlies have ever known, Ron Tillery. Game one of the Grizzlies game in the opening round of the NBA playoffs Saturday night against the Spurs. We'll call it less than memorable, especially the second half. So the question is, can Memphis change course tonight at San Antonio before the series shifts back to FedEx Forum. I'm your special guest host, Forrest Goodman, Ron Tillery, your normal host of the Grizz podcast. You also read him at commercialappeal.com, all of his coverage of the Grizzlies. He'll be with us in just a couple of moments to talk about that Saturday night game, 111-82, the loss. Plus, we'll preview tonight's matchup, game two in San Antonio. But first, we all know the game Mike Conley had Saturday night, and even he recognizes and it was partially because of a concerted effort by the Spurs to shut him down, as he told the CA's Jeff Calkins during media availability on Sunday. They did a good job of uh, putting a fresh body on me, and uh, I just got to be, uh, you know, I guess better mentally prepared for it and, uh, and try to be able to uh, give my team something in the second half. How much of it's just moving the ball or what? I mean, it can't just be you, obviously. Um, well, a lot of it is, uh, you know, the way they want you to play is a little bit more ISO, and um, that's how they, they they defend so well. They keep you on one side of the court and stuff like that. And if we're able to move the ball, able to get some dribble penetration, and um, you know get other guys involved, you know off the dribble drive, I think that really allows for everything to open up and uh, easier buckets for a lot of people. You, how, what was last night like for you after you went, after you left here? Did you were you up thinking about this? Were you uh, didn't sleep really, man. Um, it felt like we lost, like we we're done for the year type of loss. So, um, you know, that's how confident I felt going in and how confident our team felt. So, to lose the way we did was, you know, disappointing. And a high performing Mike Conley is something Coach David Fisdale realizes they need tonight and through the rest of the series. Thoughts on Mike? <laughs> that's obviously a big focus. We've got to figure out a way to keep them going. When they move different guys on town, you know, they move Danny Green on him a few times. We really got after him, put that length on him. Uh, Kawhi went on him a few times. Uh, Simmons. So uh, we got to be strategic in the way that we free Mike up and get him loose. Uh, because again, this is uh, the only way we're going to get to the series. Is it is it fair to say that was a focus of what you worked on today? Oh, absolutely. We spent some time on that, and we spent some time. On that. It wasn't just multiple guys and they had a they you know that's what you do you try to wipe out one of those guys in the playoffs uh, and they did a good job of getting the bike Ron Tillery the only beat writer the Memphis Grizzlies have ever known is in San Antonio today ahead of game two tonight Ron, we just heard from both David Fishdale and Mike Conley himself, recognizing he's got a Spurs team that has him in their sights. Oh, absolutely. And and Popovich is very good at that. You know, it started years ago uh, after Zach Randolph torched the Spurs in 2011 when the A-seeded Grizzlies beat the, the top-seeded Spurs. 
Uh, since that day, Zach hasn't been able to get off because they've just totally schemed uh, to take away Zach. And so now it's Mike's turn. You know, Mike's had a career year. He comes into this series as the Grizzlies' leading scorer, uh, playing uh, at, at an all-star uh, level. And, you know, um, you know, the Spurs have just simply said that we're going to, you know, it's the old cliche, we're going to cut off the head of the snake. And um, and they do that. And they're one of the few teams that, 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 that does this uh, by putting bigger players on Mike. You know, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Guard him. Uh, Danny Green guarded him. Uh, I think they even threw Simmons on him. And they try to use their physicality and their length uh, to disrupt him. And then, you know, part of that is okay, so it forces, uh, or at least what you're trying to do if you're the Spurs, you're trying to make Mark the primary um, playmaker. And, and you're daring the Grizzlies, you know, pretty average to below average wing players. Uh, beat you and so it was very effective um and in game one but part of the reason it was too because the grizzlies got stagnant they didn't move the basketball so they're gonna get mike on the move they're probably gonna set more screens for him but the ball's gotta move and uh i think you'll see uh mike conley in more of an attack mode maybe trying to draw fouls and and uh you know uh and i think also show more mental toughness because his bad offensive game was compounded by, you know, uh, you know, pretty weak defense by Conley standards. Mm-hmm. So, so not only does Conley not dominate his position, Tony Parker gets off uh, for 18 points. Well, and he also, and even though he's being focused on and they're targeting him and trying to shut him down, there were still some things, he missed some shots that weren't, Mike Conley type shots that he misses. Yeah, and you know what? You would have to agree with him. He said this at practice yesterday. He said, you know, I'm not mad at the shots I got. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you're so right. I mean, he he was getting in the lane, but he was missing the floater. He missed some at the rim. Um and it was it was a dramatic turnaround from the start of the game when both Mike Conley and Marcus all just took turns torching the Spurs. Uh, they had thirty points in that first quarter. But, yeah, as the game wore on, I think Mike wore down, like I said, because they had those bodies on him and then those big bodies. So the physicality got to him, and then they kept throwing fresh people at him. So, they, I mean, they just kind of took turns wearing him down. But, yeah, he, he did get some good looks. Uh, he said he saw on film where he forced uh, some. Um, but, um yeah, I, I actually think that that's going to be uh, the least of their worries in Game Two mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, I, I think I think Mike Conley um, will find a way to score, and and his like I said, uh, All Star caliber season is going to is going to carry over into these playoffs. He, it was just one bad game, but it was it was a bad game for everybody but Mark. Right. Well, and that's the thing is that when when. A team focuses, and let's face it, everybody, this is not a unique strategy to Greg Popovich and the Spurs when you try to take someone out of their game. But what then you hope happens is somebody else for the Grizzlies can step up. And as you said, Mark Gasol was Mark Gasol. But then the rest of the team, as you mentioned earlier, was stagnant. And so then it compounds then on the underperformance of Mike Conley. Right, right. And and and, and again, in game two, um, I, 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 
I really believe Conley is going to bounce back offensively. But what what I think the coaching staff is also focusing on, uh, in addition to getting Mike Conley going, and of course Zach's got to give you some punch off the bench. Uh, but I think they're also a little, or I should say, just as concerned about the defense. Um, this has been a, a a close series throughout the regular season, and I don't care how well. Uh, the Grizzlies play uh, offensively. If the Spurs go for 111 and shoot 53% as they did in game one, you just have no chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, you got to keep the score down uh, in the in the low 90s. And, and of course, give yourself a chance to, to, to be in the mix to win the game in the last four or five minutes. You mentioned Zach Randolph off the bench, six points, three rebounds and he recognizes he has to play better denied, I mean, they denied the post they denied our wings um, we got to be strong with the ball getting the ball to where we want to get to and getting the ball to the guys that need the ball so you know we worked on it today and uh we made some adjustments and um tomorrow uh we come be ready do the spurs get in zach's head ron i think it's been a little psychological uh over the years because they just up until uh saturday i mean uh, the spurs are just been all over Zach. I mean, they were just determined not to ever let Zach Randolph beat him again. Because in that 2011 series, he he was just all world. And uh, Michael Jordan esque in terms of how he carried him uh, offensively. I mean, he got where he wanted to. He was uh, forceful in the paint. And 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 what the Spurs do now is they just you know they still they crowd the paint. They sag. Uh, they and and as much as things have changed for the Grizzlies in terms of them adding a three-point shot, it's kind of remained the same in the Spurs' eyes because they are not going to allow the Grizzlies to bully them, um, you know, in the lane. They still are daring the, the Grizzlies' wing players to make shots. And, of course, that didn't happen in, in game one. Uh, so uh, I think one of the observations that, that – um, Fisdale made after watching film was like Zach got everything like randomly. And they, they talked about being more deliberate with getting him the ball quicker and, and in his spots. Uh, so I think fortunately for Zach, you know, uh, they come off the Spurs come off the bench with like Powell's 35, 36 uh, and inexperienced players. He doesn't have to, you know, fight with LaMarcus older a whole lot. Uh, so yeah, there's another veteran with uh, a lot of pride who's going to make sure he comes back and, and, and put his imprint on game two. Zach is one of those guys, uh, like all of us, time catches up with you, especially in a game as physical as the NBA and it begins to show. And I think we're seeing some of that, but I also, I just get this feeling, Ron, from watching him this season, hearing him talk, he still has gas in the tank, uh, but this is against the Spurs, a team who, as we just talked about, he has struggled with. Can he get this thing turned around tonight and make an impression, uh, or rather, I should say, make a, a difference for his team for the rest of this series? Oh, I think so. You know, it's amazing, like, um, how much the Grizzlies this year. I know Troy Daniels have had his moments where he's erupted offensively and so on, but the how much the Grizzlies have so heavily uh, relied on the core four plus Vince. And I, and I say that because 
there have been a, uh, a lot, quite a few games this season mm-hmm. where the Grizzlies would not have had a chance if not for Vince and Zach going off from the bench. I think it's a good point. And, yeah. and, and Zach has got 20 double-doubles. That's the most in the NBA from a, a bench player. Um, and again, like this isn't his first rodeo. So mm-hmm. um, everything that the Spurs have done, he's seen. Now it's just up to um, Fizz and and the guys around him to to make sure they put Zach in position to succeed. You know, it's interesting. I was watching NBA uh, TV and their panel after the game one loss, and they were actually wondering out loud if Fisdale might put Zach Randolph back in the starting lineup for the continuity uh, of, of of him and, and Gasol playing together with the high-low game. Um, the, their theory was, even though Mark Gasol went off, the Spurs never honored J. Michael Green. You know, right, so yeah. they, they were able to just pack it in. Well, you can't do that with Zach out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that was interesting. But you already have Vince in the starting lineup, and if you put Zach in the starting lineup, then that makes your, your bench that much more weak. That's true. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. Ron, how bad are the Grizz missing Tony Allen right now? Uh, yeah, after Kawhi Leonard tied a career high with 32 points in game one, I would say really bad. Uh, <laughs> Obvious question. You know, yeah, Kawhi is an all-world player, and you're not going to stop him. Uh, but Tony, during the regular season in the three games that Kawhi played, was able to harass him, and I believe he shot just 42. percent Um, and you know, uh, wasn't efficient. I mean, he's going to get numbers, but but um, yeah. And, and and the other thing about having Tony is. You know, the way he plays becomes contagious. Like, you know, it's hard to imagine that the Grizzlies would have hung their heads defensively and uh, in game one uh, and allowed the Spurs just to go off uh, with Tony Allen out there fighting and flying around and, you know, uh, bringing that intensity. So not only is he their best perimeter defender, you know, he's kind of a spiritual leader in that regard. That's right. Yeah, and, and you know, and once again, one of your veterans you can count on. I mean, I'll go back to uh, a couple of years ago when the Grizzlies had the Golden State Warriors down two one in their series. A lot of that was Tony Allen, and then Tony got hurt, and then the series got away from him. So, oh, they miss him big time. And plus, you know, even though Tony seems erratic, um, that takes another ball handler out of the the. Uh, the starting lineup, you know, so again, it just comes down to Mike and Mark. Uh, nobody else can make a play. You know, Tony with that group is, you know, good at cutting to the basket and backdooring people. And, you know, he'll miss his layups, but he'll make his fresh air too. So, yeah, you're talking about just a, a, a guy who's been there and, and brings it. And, and, they, and, you know, now you're counting on a rookie and Wayne Selden. And, and again, I mean, you're going up against a championship team. And, you know, a lot of times you can scheme all you want. You can make whatever adjustment you want. But in the playoffs, when you're playing one team uh, over the course of seven games, it always just comes down to talent. I'm glad you brought up rookies. The jump to the NBA is huge for any rookie. And then, to me, the jump from regular season to the playoffs is also a pretty big leap. That's something Andrew Harrison admitted to 
over the weekend? Every every um, every play is intensified. Um, defenses play harder. Uh, they don't let you catch the ball as easy. I mean, every little thing. So uh, you you just feel the feel the crowd. I don't think it was just one play. I think it was just the energy from the crowd and stuff. And my uh, Mark and Mike had a great first half. Um, but um, I think we were all together as a team, weren't locked in in the second half defensively and obviously could have get in stuff or whatever. So um, I don't know. I don't think it was one play. I think it was just the, just the environment, really. And, Ron, just to show the struggles offensively Saturday night, Harrison, 10 points, third leading scorer in that game. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of that also uh, he collected in, in, in the blowout part of the game. Mm-hmm. And Fisdale talked about leaving him out there and some of the other young players out there so that they can find a rhythm and gain some confidence to carry over into game two. Because when the game mattered, uh, it was hard for Harrison to stay on the floor. I mean, uh, he uh, Fisdale was trying to give Mike Conley – uh, and that may be part of the uh, Conley struggle. He was trying to give Conley some some blows, but like, you know, Harrison would just mess up, like, in, like within the first minute or two of being on the floor, and, and Fisdale would call Mike's name and say, "Come on, man, you got to come back." So it's like right. Mike couldn't Mike couldn't even hardly sit down before he was getting up. And then of course there was that animated scene when um, Harrison uh, and Marcus saw a miscommunication. It was a blown assignment, and Powell got a three. And Mark just lit into uh, Andrew Harrison right there on the court. Uh, so Harrison talked about being jittery. Um, but, you know, uh, not to, you know, just totally disparage the kid. But, again, you're in the playoffs and and you're playing a championship caliber Spurs team. And I'm not so sure if any team in the playoffs has such a drop-off at that position. I think that's a good the- well, I think yeah. it's a good point, what you said, just that the drop-off that's there. It's something that you guys have talked about quite a bit in the regular mm. season here on the Grizz podcast. Was uh, Well, that was the big conversation leading up to the trade deadline. What would they do? Was management comfortable with Andrew Harrison back there? I know you and Jeff and Chris talked about that. I know some fans have worried about that as well. Let's be real honest, Ron. If the payoff for Andrew Harrison is not to get him adjusted for the playoffs this year, but if he's getting minutes, and he did the other night, even if they were clean-up minutes, it's to get him ready for future playoffs because it's tough, especially with a team the caliber of the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, I mean, when, and when, you, when you look at the, the Spurs reserves, I mean, everybody that plays basically has been in the playoffs. You right. know, uh, and when you look at the Grizzlies, they, they're relying on guys who's their first time. You know, or or hasn't played hardly any playoff games at all, um, and so uh, they were like deer in headlights. And I think going forward, the Grizzlies can make this a competitive series, but um, that's one of the Spurs' great advantages is is their uh, depth. We go on to tonight, Game 2 for the Grizz against the Spurs before the series shifts back to Memphis. Coach David Fisdale says he believes the team has short-term memories. I don't think they think about what happened before and all of that stuff. You know, it's, it's a, this is just a new group. Of, you know, me being new, a lot of the players on the team being new, all of us not experiencing that together. I think they're just giving us this fresh look. And, you know, obviously we try to lean on our experiences uh, but without lingering in the past on what happened before. Do you agree with that, Ron? 
Oh, yeah. You know, that's been one of the, the, the reasons why the Grizzlies, uh, quite frankly, were overachieving for most of the season. Uh, it wasn't until the end there when they, like, lost five in a row and, you know, won four in a row and then lost three or four in a row that, you know, they kind of let go of the rope. But for the better part of the year, when they had tough losses, you know, they came back with force. And again, um, three of the four games, regular season games against the Spurs happened like into March. So recently. And those were close games. In fact, the last time they played them uh, was just about two weeks ago. And the Grizzlies lost in overtime. Um. So they have an in them to make it competitive. And, and again, I, I think, I think that's what game two will look like. Uh, you know, I, I don't think you got to worry about Mike Conley getting going. I think their defense will be better, not great, you know, because they won't have Tony Allen, but better. And uh, I, I think uh, the, the real issue is whether they're going to be strong, mentally strong enough to finish because, uh, you know that's that's where the the Spurs are uh, a notch above They're the excellence of execution. And even though you you're probably right there with four minutes to go, um, they 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 tend to out execute you and, and 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 take advantage of every every mistake you make. And so um, it'll be interesting to see how the Grizzlies respond in that situation. But I think they'll be in that situation tonight, right there. Uh, in the latter stages of the fourth quarter. Thanks, Ron. That's Ron Tillery, beat writer for the Commercial Appeal, covering the Memphis Grizzlies. Of course, you can read all of his coverage at commercialappeal.com. Well, that will wrap it up for this edition. Again, the Grizzlies play tonight at 8.30 against their Spurs. They're 0-1 in this best-of-seven series. They try to get a win tonight before it shifts back to Memphis to be played at FedEx Forum later on this week. Our next podcast will come your way tomorrow. We'll recap Game 2 of the Grizz and the Spurs. Thank you for listening. Of course, you can subscribe for free to this podcast on iTunes, Grizzlies Podcast. Search for that. Subscribe for free. That way, as soon as the newest one posts, you'll get it and you can listen. You can also rate and review it there, and we would love for you to do that. For Ron Tillery, I'm your special guest host, Forrest Goodman. See you tomorrow. So long, everybody. is the commercial appeal.